0: 313814567 or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com. We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's word on this edition of the virtual Bible study.
1: And we welcome you to the virtual Bible study. Yes, this is the
0: virtual Bible study for Thursday, November 7th,
1: 2013. Thank you for joining us on the program tonight. My name is Jacob Gwyn. My father, Greg Wynn, is preaching tonight in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And uh, joining me in his absence, I've got a room full of help. Uh, to my right, uh, Wade uh, Shelton is here. Hello, Wade. Hey, Jacob. Uh, glad you're here. And uh, to Wade's right, and farther right is uh, is uh, Monty Overton.
2: Monty, thank you for being here. Thank you, Jacob, for having me.
1: And uh, we have uh, some help on the other side of the room tonight. Hopefully, hear from them as well uh, as we talk uh, tonight with you. And I'm uh, getting some. Feedback there from your microphone, I think. Wait, let's see. We'll cut that off for now. Uh, as we talk tonight about um, a fact that is uh, is evident in the religious world and uh, could uh, sadly be evident in our lives if we're not careful, and we want to talk about it tonight, and that is the idea that uh, we could not accept the truth, even though the truth is uh, painfully obvious, and we want to talk about that on the program tonight. Uh, Monty, uh, the fact is that there the truth is clear and plain, and it is knowable. The problem is that many times people are unwilling to accept the truth.
2: Well, I think probably a lot of that is because, as you, the phrase you used a minute ago, painfully obvious, uh, quite often people won't accept the truth because it's going to be an inconvenience for them. Uh, Maybe it's going to mean some family member is lost, which really doesn't it's too make any sense. painfully obvious. Huh? Yeah, it's too painfully obvious. But, you know, that family member is lost. If they're lost, they're lost. And whether I accept the truth or not is not going to change that. It might make me feel better to deny the truth, but it's still not going to change where that person's eternal outcome is and there's nothing that i can do that's going to affect their eternal outcome if they're already gone
1: all right uh, the number to call is eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven the email address to use is questions at collegeview.com and the chat room is open to the right of your video or to the bottom of your video window now as we have a new hosting provider we want you to check that out at collegeview.com or com. also would uh, let you know if you're what if you are a podcast subscriber uh, you may have had problems uh, receiving the podcast uh, lately, and uh, that is because of, uh, of our changes. Service providers, we're working on resolving that. Hope to have that resolved within the next week. So stay tuned on that if you are a podcast uh, subscriber. Your podcast uh, receiver may not be receiving the or is not receiving the podcast file. We can guarantee you of that, but hopefully it will be fixed in the next week or so. Earlier today, we sent out some questions to our update list that will serve as a uh, sort of a rough outline of how we'll discuss the topic tonight. We ask some questions. Uh, three questions. First, what are some reasons that many do not accept the truth? That is a given fact. I don't think we need to. Don't think we need even to spend time establishing that fact tonight. Many do not accept the truth. What are some reasons why? Number one. Number two. In your opinion, what are uh, what of the reasons that uh, people have for not accepting the truth? Which one is the biggest obstacle to overcoming the truth? And then uh, number three, we ask, um, uh, what are some characteristics that we need in our lives? So that we can be sure that we are being open to the truth and that we're not resisting the truth. Because, uh, Wade, the danger is that um, that we could be guilty of this uh, this sin of not accepting the truth, and we could be uh, our souls could be in internal danger uh, because we don't have certain characteristics in our life uh, that would uh, enable us to be open to the truth and accepting the truth. So we're looking forward to hearing from you at eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven. Email questions at collegeview.com. Join in the chat room with other listeners there tonight. If you're not signed in, it's very easy to do. Follow the instructions at the bottom of the chat window. Well, Randy in Swartz Creek, Michigan, sent in some of his uh, his topics or some of his uh, reasons why he thinks people do not accept the truth. Uh, number one, uh, Wade, is people do not know what the truth is. Uh, that's uh, that's a pretty apparent. Uh, if you don't know what the truth is, you're not going to accept it.
3: No, and John uh, chapter 18, it's mine, yes,
1: we might want to move that a little closer to you, there, Wade.
3: John chapter eighteen, and verse thirty-eight. <clears throat> Pilate actually asked Jesus, "What is truth?" Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe people don't know exactly what the truth is. Um, so if you don't know what the truth is, obviously, um, you know, there's there's a barrier there that you've got to you've got to get over. As long as you're seeking for the truth, uh, you know, you should be able to find it. But if you don't know what it is, um, I mean, that's not. That's something that's going to keep you out of heaven, isn't
1: it? Hosea chapter four verse six says, "My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge." Uh, so that's a problem, Bonnie. If we don't know the truth, we obviously can't submit to it.
2: You know, and this idea of not knowing the truth, as, as you read Hosea said it a long time ago, probably 2,500 years ago at least. And so this isn't a new problem of people of the people being destroyed because of that lack of knowledge. They they had that problem then. We read in the in the book of i believe it's joshua where it talked about uh the people that had ob that lived concurrently with joshua had obeyed the truth but it says after him there rose a generation that didn't know god so even way back then there was people not knowing the truth and wasn't uh learning what they needed to know in order to be pleasing to god
1: all right uh let, let us know your thoughts uh anthony's here tonight anthony i was, I was waving at you to get the microphone and uh, join in but uh uh, Jesus said in John chapter eight verse thirty two, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Uh Jesus says there's a prerequisite to being benefited by the truth, and that is you gotta know it.
4: Right. I think you know, we have to know it and we have to be which means, you know, we have to be searching for it. Um I think it's sort of as Wade alluded to. So if we're not open to to determining what the truth is, then we're certainly never gonna know it. So we need to be we need to be seeking the truth, um, and as Wade said, I, I firmly believe that if, you know, as far as spiritual things, if we're seeking the truth, then, then we can find it. And God's made it possible for us to do that.
1: All right. Uh, so Randy says uh, people don't accept the truth because they don't know it. He also says in the world of men today, there is not uh, no such thing as truth. A lot of people have that idea, that uh, things, everything's relative, that there's no absolute standard. You really can't know what's right or what's wrong.
2: You know, I was talking with a person one time about a difference that – understanding that we had about a certain bible subject and i read in the scriptures on that subject and it was just brutally clear what what the bible said i mean it it was something that was you'd have to work hard to misunderstand it Mm -hmm. and he seen that he knew exactly what i was getting at and what the bible said and so he turned and looked at me and says well the spirit's led you one way and he's led me another so he didn't care what the truth was he had this feeling that he was being led and he was more concerned about his feeling than what the Bible says.
1: All right, so people don't want to know the truth. Don't they, they? They don't. They don't know it. They think it's impossible to know it. In other yeah. words, money is that uh, you, there's no such. There, it's just sort of there's no definite. It's standard. just a, it's sort of ambiguous, and we don't really know what it is. Uh, and so that, those are two reasons I think. Wade, I think uh, Randy's hit on a couple of points that are very important uh, that uh, why people don't accept the truth today.
3: It's it, it just amazes me how people. Um, I mean, there's got to be some truth to every every issue. I mean, uh, just because that we don't like it doesn't mean there's not a truth to it. All right. And yep. so, I mean, you know, we may not be smart enough to know. <laughs> I mean, I find that in my my situation a lot that I'm not necessarily smart enough to know exactly uh, all the answers to everything. But there's there's got to be an answer to the question
1: though, right? Right. You would. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Let us know your thoughts. Look forward to hearing from you. On the program tonight, Randy goes on. He says, "If the truth gets in the way of them doing or living the way they want, then it's out the door." Anthony, that um, you're going to have to keep the microphone, Anthony. We're going yeah, to I'm
4: starting to realize that.
1: Yeah. Uh, if if truth gets in the way of me living the way I want to live, then obviously it can't be truth. I'm not going to accept that.
4: Right, and that you know that just sort of gets back to the idea of relativism. Well, everything's just relative, and you know, if it doesn't ring true to me or if it means I have to change, then I'll just reject that. And that's not truth to me. You know, I'll look for truth somewhere else. But, um you know, and I think the I was just thinking earlier, it's sort of the denominationalism and, and the go to the church of your choice. That sort of landscape that we have in our country, well, around the world kind of really plays into this. Because if you don't like what one church teaches, you just go somewhere else. So yes, right. They're they to- totally destroyed the idea of of there being just truth, absolute truth, and and um and a single way to please God and to get to heaven.
1: Yeah, several years ago, uh, Monty, we did a program: what needs to change the message or the man? And that is what we see in the religious world today: is that people are they're shopping for that church that preaches it the way they want to hear it, and they're not concerned about how God wants. Them to hear it. They're just concerned about how they want to hear it and what uh, what they want to do.
2: I knew a know a man that several years ago said something basically that effect that uh. If he was going he wasn't gonna be religious. He didn't have any desire to be. But if he was gonna be, he told me the denomination that he would like to be a part of because he wouldn't have to change much to fit in with them. There you go. Which, considering what I know of his character, they wouldn't have accepted him either. Yeah. But that's but the feeling that he had about that, or what his his statement was. Well, I'll go to this church if I was gonna go to church because I won't have to change much in order to be one of them. All right.
3: Hey, uh, Jacob in Ephesians four in uh, verse fourteen, I like what he says here. <clears throat> Basically, he's just telling us to grow up. He says, as a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried out by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming, but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects unto him um, who is the head, even Christ. And down in verse 17, he says, so this I say and I affirm together with the Lord that you no longer walk just as the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. And he gives several reasons here. In verse eighteen, he says, "Being darkened in their understanding." Well, they don't understand it. Excluded from the life of God because they're ignorant. Well, that's one one of the things we just talked about. They're ignorant uh, because of the hardness of their heart. Um, verse nineteen, it says they become calloused. Um, so, I mean, there's several reasons that he lists actually there in the scriptures. You All know why right. people don't want to
1: accept the truth. Okay, good. All right. Uh, Randy goes on, well, uh, the way truth getting in the way of, of them living the way they want, Anthony, I think about uh, Acts chapter 7, where Stephen is giving his discourse there, and uh, the Jews don't like it, remember what they did, they stopped their ears and ran at him. they didn't want to hear it, because they didn't like the implications of what he was saying.
4: Yeah, the, there was several occasions where the Pharisees and the leaders, you know, really got uh, got upset with some of the things that Jesus and the others were teaching, and uh, um Right, so that's that's the attitude that that sometimes we can have where if some we don't like the way something sounds or we think it means that we're wrong, we you know we just want to reject it, we don't want to hear it. so all right,
1: uh okay, Jared in the chat room, and I believe Jared's maybe listening in Turkey tonight. he says and, and uh, in Acts chapter seven, the Jews stopped their ears when they didn't like the message. so yes, uh, he's on the same page as we are there in Turkey. Appreciate you, Jared, for that. Um, and uh granny goes on uh wade and says to many the truth is what you want it to be, and that idea is well you just sort of make it up as you go.
3: A lot of people do that, don't they they I, just uh, you know we'll just we'll just make it up as we go uh, I had somebody tell me the other day um they said uh, you know if we could just follow the big ten, the world would just be <laughs> would be a great place right we'd just all just follow the big ten what well, you know that football team or yeah as a football team, okay. I, I don't think this person really understood, you know, the whole scriptures. Mm-hmm. They were just basically just saying, you know, well, you know, God wrote this out. Let's just let's just follow this, and let's just make up the rest as we go.
1: Okay, all right. Uh, so Randy's hitting on uh, a lot of good points here. Jeremiah chapter ten, verse twenty-three. Oh, Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself; it is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. Money, we can't just make up truth as we go, as some would like to do.
2: Well. No, the reason we can't make it up is quite often we don't understand. We don't have sufficient knowledge. to. to we couldn't create the truth if we wanted to. We're not. It's, it's beyond our capabilities. So since we can't do it, we have to go by what does the Word of God say. Yeah. And if, if we follow the Word of God and live in following the principles and living by the principles taught in the New Testament, then we'll be following the truth. But... If we're following just our own precepts or ideas, we're doomed to failure.
1: All right. And finally, Randy, as we finish up his good comments tonight, and we appreciate these, Randy, says, Far too many do not believe there is a standard. If it feels good, it cannot be bad. The old uh, standard, uh, Anthony, if if I like it, it's good.
4: Right, and that's kind of, you know, that's going, you you know, by the idea that, my emotions can, will guide me. Sort of what we, what, what the Bible directly contradicts that, you know, every man did, does what's right in his own eyes or, you know, and it's not within man to, to direct his steps. You know, if we, if we try to be our own guide and our own moral compass, then number one, everybody's going to be on a different page. Nobody would be in agreement, um, because everybody's doing their own thing but the, you know the bible clearly tells us that we can't simply uh go with what feels good to us all right and uh hebrews
1: chapter 11 verse 25 i believe it is uh yeah moses refused to uh did not want to uh, enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season wade uh, just because it feels good because we might like it doesn't make it right.
3: it doesn't make it right um i i really believe that um you know what Jesus taught in the scriptures was, um, in, for instance, here in Matthew 19 and 29, he says, "And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mother or children or farms for My name's sake will receive many times as much and will inherit eternal life." The point he was trying to make here is the fact that we don't have to be happy. I mean, he didn't. God didn't say, you know, for you to go to heaven, you got to be happy. That's not what he said. He said, "I want you to give it all up." Everything that you've got, doesn't matter what it is, if it's contrary to me, you give it up, and you're going to have a reward in heaven. Okay.
1: All right. Excellent. Uh, that, that we've got to make sure that we're accepting the truth. We'll continue talking about that on the other side of the break. You guys can cue that, get that break ready to go there. When we get back from the break, we've got emails from Chris in Atlanta, Chris in the UK, Jack in Tennessee, and Stephen as well. We'll look forward to those comments. We'll look forward to yours as well in the chat room. If you're not signed in there, it's very easy to do. Sign in at the bottom of the window, and you can chat with other listeners. We're going to go to a break, and when we get back, the Virtual Bible Study will continue
0: right after this. Have you checked out all of the resources on collegeview.com lately? Check it out now while you listen to these important messages. The Virtual Bible Study will be right back after this.
1: Tonight on Channel 8 WSIN, it's TV like you've never seen it before. Starting at 8, it's TV's funniest new comedy, Fornication in the City, and Marie has been misbehaving again.
5: Guess what? I just cheated on my husband. He doesn't even know about it.
1: (laughs) And then at 8.30, it's the show that's setting the standard. You won't want to miss this week's I Love This World, where Bob makes a great announcement.
0: Well, I think it's time you knew the truth. I'm gay. And at 9 o'clock. It's the show that television magazine has called the number one
1: drama for murder and violence. You won't want to miss this week's In Cold Blood to see who will be the next to be gunned down.
0: It all starts tonight at 8 o'clock on Channel 8 WSIN.
6: I'm Greg Gwynn reminding you that sin is a terrible thing and that those who are entertained by watching others sin fall under the condemnation of God that is mentioned in Romans 128. Be careful what you watch on television because in spite of what the devil wants you to think, sin is always sin and it's never funny.
5: My name is Alex Dvorak reminding you to listen to the virtual Bible study every Thursday night at 8 o'clock Central Time.
0: Quit checking your email. The commercials are over and the virtual Bible study is ready to roll. Take it away, guys. We're back on the program tonight
1: talking about why people don't accept the truth. We look forward to hearing from you at 877-381-4567 on the program tonight. Chris in Atlanta goes along and uh, with a lot of things that uh, Randy has said. People do not want to give up their sins, he says. Money
2: is why they don't
1: accept the truth.
2: And really, that's the truth. That, that, hey, that, that is that, that the truth. That it a lot of times. That yeah. The people have got things they like to do or they want to do. And as we talked about a minute ago, Moses wouldn't, didn't choose to go along with the pleasures of sin for a season but chose to suffer affliction with the people of God. People's got these sinful activities. They want to do them. And when you try to tell them it's wrong, they say, well, I don't care. I, I'm going to do it anyway.
1: Absolutely. Um, and Chris goes on, and he says, uh, pressure from family. Many cultures in other countries face rejection or physical harm. Wade, uh, the family uh, pool is one that's uh, difficult to overcome. Sometimes, when it comes to accepting the truth, you know, it's, it's extremely difficult.
3: I mean, if you know, if you're in a good relationship with your family, um, you certainly don't want to lose your family um, for anything. And even if you, even if you say, well, you know, I'm a Christian. Um, I'm God is number one in my life. Um, it's hard especially when your father is pulling you one way and in you know god is pulling you another way or I mean, that's that's difficult
1: all right we got to make that choice don't we that's right uh, the, the, that uh, that uh, as you, i think you referenced earlier uh, father or mother uh, rejecting us uh,
2: that
1: that's that's a high cost to pay but uh, we've got to be willing to do it
2: money well, as we read a minute ago, that's what Jesus expects us to do. We've got to be prepared to give up our family members, our fathers or mothers, yep. brothers, sisters, or children. If we're going to put God first, that's what's required of us to and,
1: do. And it's not something that others haven't had to do themselves. So We shouldn't feel like the, the weight of the world is on our shoulders that nobody else has had to bear.
2: You know, when we read about Abraham, God called him to leave his whole country, not just his <laughs> family, but he had to go to a different place. and And it was not even... I want you to go and show them where on the map is head that direction. I'll Just let you know walking. when you get there.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Thomas uh, is in the back of the room tonight. Uh, Wade's son. Thomas, your your thoughts?
5: I think one of the biggest ones is fear because they're afraid to know the truth. Fear they don't of? Want, they don't want to believe that because.
1: Of the implications because of what it would lead to. Yes. All right. Okay, good. Excellent point. And that, that, that's true, Anthony?
4: Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, that. Even, even as Christians, maybe we're afraid to, to learn more or maybe we're, we don't really want to study or try to grow because we're afraid it might mean we have to change something or we're not doing enough and we need to do more. Okay. So, yeah, that's a great point. Great point.
1: Maybe, Monty, we ought to just turn the cameras around and,
2: and let the back of the room talk. That will work for me. <laughs> All
1: right.
4: <laughs> uh, he says, uh,
1: Chris in Atlanta goes on, some hear the popular media and their arguments against God and are too lazy to investigate for themselves. One show I have in mind is a popular TV show on the History Channel called Ancient Aliens. They teach that we are here due to aliens genetically creating us. They have much more faith than I do if they believe that. Um, I
2: guess uh, we could say that's uh, letting the world around us determine the truth rather than going to God's standard. And there's a lot of people that like to do that and, and really thrive on that kind of thing. And the advantage to them over that is if some ancient aliens created us due to genetically creating us or however he was saying this here, then we don't have to be responsible to an, to an eternal God, yeah. an almighty God that has given us commands and uh, the behaviors that he expects us to live by. Then we can do whatever we want to. Cause the, if the aliens did it for us, then we're just an offspring of them. And we're they're not any better than we are, so we can do what we want to. All right. It, it, is, a, it is a house of cards, the way that uh, we
1: just sort of start accepting what everybody else accepts. We don't ever – it just sort of builds on itself. We don't ever go back and, and make sure that it is what God wants us to do. Hey, some people, uh, they let their preacher uh, make their standards formed up. Okay, and they start to do that, and then and then they, they begin to – and that's how false doctrines begin, I believe. You a slow – creeping away without coming back to the standards and making sure that we're, we're in line. We, we all have people in our lives that we respect,
3: yep. and, and we look toward them. And you know and I think it's great that we have people that, um, that we can go and ask questions to. I know I go to you, and I go to Monty, I go to Anthony, I ask questions to everybody. But when it gets right down to it, we've got to open that book, and we've got to all sit down, and we've got to say, what does this say? Not what's my opinion, but what does this
4: say?
1: All right, absolutely. Uh, Anthony, uh, Chris in Atlanta goes on and says apathy is one reason why people don't accept the truth. What do you think?
4: Well, absolutely, and I think that's probably largely a factor of just of our society and, and worldliness. You know, they just, they're finding, trying so hard to find fulfillment and truth, if you will, out in the world, and uh, that you know, they're they're just wrapped up in that, and they they don't truly have any interest in spiritual things or in knowing uh, spiritual truth. Uh, so they just, just don't simply care. don't, care. don't they, care. They've got plenty of other things oh, to yeah. keep them I'm busy. I'm really busy. Don't bother me. Yeah, It doesn't really matter. And
1: uh, some depend on what mainstream scientists say and do not investigate further, Monty. I think that goes along with what we talked about earlier about... Uh, Letting others establish truth for us rather than
2: God. Uh, I believe there's even a religion more or less named after that, Scientology. Uh, that kind of goes along in that direction, okay. is my understanding. All right. Of it. Okay.
1: And uh, he goes on and says some will use a hypocrite as an excuse. Before I became a Christian, I was in the Baptist church. Our old fire and brimstone preacher used to say that if you can hide behind a hypocrite, you have to be a little smaller than they are. Uh, people do just turn their turn, turn a blind eye to the truth because. Uh, they claim that they're hypocrites who uh, accept that, and so uh, we appreciate uh, Chris for those good comments.
2: Yeah, we wouldn't want to do any. We wouldn't want to be religious if a hypocrite's that way, would we? No. Uh, but we have to look. What we have to look at is if we think they're hypocrites and we think they're not going to heaven. Well, if we neglect to serve God properly, then we're going to hell with them. Now, I, I've thought about this in the past. Maybe you guys can help me. This: Where else are you going to find a hypocrite?
1: You're not hey, going to find a hypocrite in the world. Hey, my uncle uh, Hubert used to say, um, if you don't want
3: to be where hypocrites are, then don't go to Walmart because there's gobs of them at Walmart. Well, that's <laughs> true. But, I
1: mean, <laughs> you know, people aren't act out in the uh, – the people who want to be – claimed to be religious are the ones that are going to be hypocrites, not the one who – not the guy who's at home on Sunday, you know, drunk. He's not the one that's – he's not going to be – you're going to find the hypocrites in the church, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and that's – I mean, you're not going to be able – I mean, that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, uh, Chris in the UK, uh, he cites Romans 1, verses 18 through 25, sin will be punished. Um, so um, he says, uh, it's because of the wickedness of men. It is suppressed by unrighteousness. Truth is, we don't glorify God or thankful to him. Our thinking becomes useless or foolish. We exchange truth for a lie. We worship the creation rather than the creator. The fact that God gives us over to that, I thought would be, uh, I would brush by, uh, um, he doesn't okay, anyhow, he says uh, God giving someone over doesn't force them to do that. I don't know if he's uh, saying that God has uh, some type of uh, part in uh, making people that way. He's giving them over to that. He doesn't force them into that. Uh, also Second um, uh, Thessalonians 2 verses 9 through 10 imply that we are led away to believe untruths by the work of Satan. Second Peter chapter 2 verses 1 through two. We're led away to believe untruth by false teachers or prophets. First John 1. Uh, verse uh, one or verse John one one states that if we deny sin is in us, we're openly lying to ourselves and not having the truth in us. So he cites some ways why, why people or how people uh, avoid the truth. Um, uh, Nick in the chat room says, um, the "Parable of Sower clearly gives uh, detail us detail why men reject the truth. Nothing new under the sun. Certainly, the Parable of Sower shows that some that are choked by the cares and riches of the world, some who do not allow the truth to sink in." Uh, appreciate that, uh, Nick. It's probably already been brought up, but 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 10 through 11 uh, relates to the issue. I think that's just the, one of the verses that, uh, that, uh, that Chris just uh, read. Uh, Tim, Scientology, uh, Wait here, this is your comment. Scientology is not based on anything in science. Uh, so thank you for that, Tim. Uh, Jack in Hampshire, Tennessee, uh, why don't people accept the truth? People don't see they're in any danger or that hell or heaven exists.
2: You know, there's that old phrase that you, you've heard from time to time, what you can't see can't hurt you. Yeah. And people, if they don't recognize there's a danger. They don't see it. And so because they see it, they're, they have absolutely no care. They're not worried about
1: it. All right. Wade, uh, people don't see they are in any, or I'm sorry, people, uh, he goes on and says, people are too proud. Would that hinder us from the truth? You know, <clears throat> um,
3: Greg talks about his grandmother uh, never did like the way the word pride was used in the scriptures, right? Mm -hmm. So they never would say it. But um, you know, I think we can become so uh, we can have such a pride that uh, we think that we know it all, or we think that we we have the truth, and what you have is, is you don't have the truth. I mean, it's amazing where you can you can talk to people that you wouldn't think that. Could provide you with information um, that you, you just look at them. You're like, you, you know, you're you don't know anything. But uh, I think we have to be willing to and be open to look at, you know, the information regardless of the source that it's coming from.
1: Well, and uh, pride will keep us, I think, Monty, from accepting the truth because to to to, to accept, we've got to submit. We've got to admit that. That we can't uh, guide our
2: own lives; that we need to accept
1: what God has said, and that we don't have all the answers.
2: Well, I think in, a lot of times in our society we we are very self-centered people, and so our pride won't let us admit that we don't know everything. And so the fact that we don't know everything, you know, if we admit that, then that, it, we we get this arrogance about us, and we can't we just can't admit that we don't know everything. That would mean somebody else knows more than we do, and especially we know that God does. And so that pride will definitely get in our way. Absolutely. Uh,
1: here's one, uh, Anthony. Maybe you could comment on this one. Jack says uh, people don't accept the truth because they're busy with the cares of this world.
4: Right. Yeah. And I think that's what what Nick and what you were talking about in the parable of the sower. You know, one of the one of the soils, if you will, was you know the seed came up, but it was choked out by the thorns and the cares of this world. And uh, and we were saying that too. You know, people are so wrapped up in in the latest technology, the latest fads, the latest clothes latest tv show um that you know they they can't see you know they're they're blinded to you know to their spiritual condition because they're so distracted right right
1: uh he says that uh they may have had a ne- negative experience with a person who called himself or herself a christian
2: when you get right down to it jacob i would have to say that i believe everybody has had a negative experience with someone that calls their a Christian. I know I've had negative experiences with people that call themselves Christians. They've done things or behaved in a way right. that I would have never in a million years imagined a person who I thought was faithful to Jesus would have done. So that's, But that doesn't change what the truth is. That's not affecting what God has said on any subject one way or another. Just because someone behaves poorly, uh, when you get right down to it, we've all sinned. And if somebody else seen us engaging in that sin, then we've provided them a negative experience. All by right. someone who's supposed to be a Christian. So that's no excuse for not accepting the truth. That's just recognizing that we're all human and we're all fallible, and we've got growing to do.
1: All right. Uh, he goes on. They've had a bad experience with their earthly father, maybe an absentee father or physically or uh, physically or verbally abusive father that could turn them off to our heavenly father. That uh, certainly, I think, could be a possibility. Uh, they may not realize there is evidence for the existence of God. Just don't stop and look. Money. I mean, there's no excuse for that. Romans chapter one tells us that, but uh, maybe they just uh, they're not stopping to realize what uh, evidence exists. It tells us there is a creator, and that we better be lis- living and listening to Him.
2: You know, this week we had a new grandchild born, and as Monday night I sat and held that baby in my arms and looked in her eyes, I couldn't possibly imagine how anybody could see a, a newborn child that right. way and not realize that there's a God in heaven that created us in such right. a special and wonderful way. Right.
1: Absolutely. Uh, you just got to be you got to be closing your eyes and not looking at the obvious. Uh, we need to get a break uh, in the chat room. Nick references First Corinthians two, verse 14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, uh, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. And so we've got to we've got to have a spiritual focus and a spiritual perspective on things in order to accept the truth. Thank you for that, Nick. Uh, We're going to take a break, get this week's bullet point. When we get back from the bullet point, we're going to continue the discussion. We want to talk about – so we got an email from Stephen. We'll talk about it. We want to talk about uh, ourselves as the program goes on. Wade, you know, we're not immune to any of the things we've talked about tonight. We've got to make sure that we have characteristics in our lives that allow us uh, to accept the truth. And so as we go on in the program tonight – We want to talk about what characteristics we need so that we can make sure that we are always open to the truth and that we're not failing to accept the truth in our own lives. Don't go anywhere.
0: The Virtual Bible Study will continue right after this. Enjoying the Virtual Bible Study? Email a friend during this break and tell them to join in on the discussion. There's more exciting Bible study after this commercial.
6: This is Greg Gwynn with this week's Bullet Point. You are surely familiar with the Miranda Law, which requires police officers to recite certain basic rights to the persons they are arresting. The familiar words go like this. You have the right to remain silent. Any statement you make can and will be used against you. You have the right to an attorney, and so forth and so on. We think that a set of rights could and should be set forth for all Christians in their dealings with one another. Consider these. Number one, you have the right to the love of your fellow Christians. This is not just an emotional feeling, but a real concern for you that even puts your needs above their own. John chapter 13, verse 35. Number two, you have a right to the sacrificial service that others can provide when you need it. John 13, verses 12 through 15. And you have the right to serve your brethren in return when you have the opportunity to do so. Matthew 23, verse 11. Galatians 6, verse 10. Number three, you have the right to have your convictions respected by others. Romans 14, verse 21. Number four, you have the right to know that no one will harshly judge you in an unrighteous way or impugn your motives. Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 5. Number five, you have the right to a confidence that others will not gossip about you or maliciously slander you. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. Number six, you have the right to be the first one to know if others think you have done or said something wrong. Matthew 18, verses 15 through 17. Number seven, you have the right to expect correction and instruction when you are in error. Second Timothy 4, verse 2. Number eight, you have the right to be restored if you have fallen away into error. Galatians 6, verse 1. Number nine, you have the right to disciplinary action by the whole church if it becomes necessary. Second Thessalonians 3, verse 6. Number ten, you have the right to be forgiven when you repent and confess. James chapter 5, verse 16, Luke chapter 17, verses 3 and 4. Again, those are your rights when it comes to your dealings with fellow Christians. That's this week's bullet point. Think about it.
5: Hello, my name's Jeffrey Vernon. I'm 13, and this is the Virtual Bible Study.
6: That was me five years ago. Now I'm 18, and I still love listening to the Virtual Bible Study
0: broadcasting around the world with truths that are out of this world. The Virtual Bible Study. Take it away, guys. We're back on the
1: program tonight. We remind you this program is brought to you by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Find out more about us by visiting our website, thevirtualbiblestudy.com, or collegeview.com, where you can find out more information about us. And we are developing a new website, uh, and that uh, content will grow, and uh, you should check that frequently in the days to come, thevirtualbiblestudy.com. If you have any questions about anything you've heard on a virtual Bible study program or any questions about what we might believe or practice, we encourage you to contact us anytime, questions at collegeview.com or if you're in the Columbia, Tennessee area, come and worship with us. Find out our meeting times and location at thevirtualbiblestudy.com. If you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like to be discussed on a future edition of the virtual Bible study, and our listeners do that on a regular basis, Help us uh, to uh, determine what we should discuss. We would encourage you, and we'd welcome those thoughts. Uh, send them again to questions at collegeview.com. We're talking about accepting the truth tonight on the program, why so many fail to accept it. Uh, money. Uh, fact of the matter is many, and Jesus foretold that it would happen, many do fail to accept the truth, and uh, we need to make sure that we're not one of those in that, in that number.
2: You know, that's an obligation that we have, because if it's the truth that's going to make us free, and it's the truth that's going to save us, then we've got to know what it is. Because if we don't know what it is, then we can't take advantage of it. That would be like maybe I had some deadly disease, and there was a medicine out there that would cure it you know, just quickly and instantly and make me well, and I wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. Well, if I don't know it's out there, then I can't take advantage of that, that healing that would be available for me. And so the truth is the same way. We have to know it's out there. Then we have to seek it out and make use of it so that we can have it take full advantage of. It.
1: All right, Stephen uh, sends in an email. He says this is something I've thought about for the longest time. I really desire to give my input here. I believe this matter of rejecting truth does not fully reside in those that are outside the church, but more so with those inside the church. I uh, stop right there. I would disagree with that to some to some extent. I don't think it, it resides more so with those inside the church, Wade, but I would definitely uh, say that uh, those that are inside the church are not immune from it and many inside the church are not accepting the truth on certain certain subjects. Yeah, I
3: agree. <clears throat> I agree. Um of course, you know, with any any church um or any congregation you're going to have those that um uh, that spend a lot of time in God's word and then those that just come. Um you're going to have those that um take issue with certain parts of the scriptures and, and those that take issue with other parts of the scriptures. And yeah. So, uh, I think that's what he's trying to get at there, don't you? Th- they pick a certain topic and then and then they they kind of harp on that and, and leave other topics.
1: Well, and I think we have to be careful that uh, Wade, that Armani, I'm sorry, that uh, we don't uh, we don't think that uh, only the people. I mean, once you're, if you're in the church, then you don't have to worry about this problem. I think uh, I think Stephen's point is valid in that regard that uh, that people in the church are not immune to the fact that they could be uh, not accepting the truth.
2: You know, we're taught in the New Testament to study to show ourselves approved unto God. So just the fact that we've learned enough information. To become a Christian doesn't mean we have all of it. We have to continue to study so that we can be acceptable before God because there's a lot of information in the the Bible. I've read through the thing more than once, and every time I read it, I find out something new. I think, you know, I've read this part before. I never noticed that, or I'll get some insight into some aspect of it that I've never noticed before. And I believe that's because the Bible, it's it's designed that we have to grow maybe and go stair steps and, and climb the steps of, the, of knowledge in order to be able to grasp certain things, so that we're never going to learn it all. Is I guess what I'm getting at. So we've got to keep studying because there's things in there that we don't know, and if we're going to be pleasing to God, we're going to have to know all we can.
1: You've got you make a good point there, and that is that uh, that some may not be lined up with the truth 100 percent yet because they're still growing. That's right. Uh, not that they not that there is any kind of problem
2: with their heart or their attitude, is this that they're still growing. Well, the Bible tells matured. us to grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the fact that we have to grow means we're not going to have it all at one lick when we first start. Okay, that's, the information is not going to be just instantly given to us miraculously somehow. We've got to work for it. And you've changed your mind on subjects,
1: I'm yeah. sure, as we all have. As, uh, as time grows on, we, we grow, we learn more, and uh, we, we we change our, our thoughts on, on certain uh, principles or applications maybe ephesians chapter four i think talks to this um uh, it talks about the uh different roles in the church in verse 11 he gave some apostles some prophets some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the p- for perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of christ till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of god and to a perfect man under the measure of the stature of the fullness of christ i think that verse is talking to, about this idea of growing and making sure that we are getting more and more of our lives in harmony with the scriptures I think sometimes that we don't
3: have, um, the reason we don't have a complete understanding of a topic is because, not because that we don't want to. I think, um, and, you know, and I've had studies with, with several people on different issues, but, and I've changed my minds on, on issues, but I think it's because, um, I don't have all the information. Although I, I do have God's Word, and that is all the information, but, but, Sometimes you may point out a verse to me, and I may go, "You know what? I've never looked at that verse. I didn't even realize that even had an effect on this this, right. this topic." So, right. just like you say, we're growing constantly. But if we ever stop reading, we ever stop studying, and we say, "Okay,
1: I got it. I got the answer. This is it." I'm stopping. Yeah. Then where are we? Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Good. Uh, he says, "I, I believe this." Uh, so he says, "I believe this matter of rejecting the truth does not fully reside in those that are outside the church, but more so with those inside the church." Why can't we all agree on the same issues such as uh, whether a woman should wear the veil, how the Holy Spirit dwells within us, or whether an individual meets the qualifications of an elder if he has uh, unbelieving children regardless of how he raise them? So he touches on some issues. Here he goes on. He says, I believe all issues as to why an individual re- rejects the truth is based on their approach to Scripture, and there are really only two approaches, those who really want to do God's will and those who do not. I think uh, or says, there are three applications I can think of and many subpoints to these applications that are numberless. Here are the main applications to our approach with subpoints. I have not figured everything out yet, but there are some good and bad application points. Number one, trusting in self is one reason why people don't uh, accept the truth. Figuring out things for yourself, Romans 10, verse 14. Having confidence in your righteousness, uh, which is a good thing, 2 Timothy 4, verses 7 and 8. Allowing our feelings and our conscience to guide us, Proverbs 14, 12, Judges 21, 25, and Romans 12, uh, 2, verse 15. So, I think uh, these would be things that would keep us from accepting the truth because we're we're trusting ourselves too much. Money.
2: You know, I I don't believe that I can or or that maybe that I should be trusting in myself because I recognize that I'm a fallible human, that there's that I've sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And when we do those things, I mean, quite often we think we're doing okay, but me trusting myself is not a good measure of where I am spiritually. I've got to be trusting in God and in His Word and seeing where I measure up in relation to it, rather than having a bunch of self-confidence, well, I'm I'm, me, naturally, I'm doing right. right. I don't don't think that's a good approach at all.
3: I, I would have to respectfully disagree with him, because he said there's only two approaches, those who really want to do God's will and those who don't. I don't think that's true. I mean, obviously, the reason we don't have the truth is not because we don't want to do God's will. Maybe we just are not to a point where we can understand it. Or maybe we just like we, we talked about a while ago. Maybe we just don't have all the information that we need. It's not because we don't want it. It's not because we don't want to do it. Uh, maybe we just don't
1: have it all. All right. You know, I think I think that uh, that's a good point because that would imply that those, that that all sincere people would be saved. Those who want to do God's will, yeah, they would be saved. And that that's that's not that's not the case. So that, that that's a good distinction. Uh, and so maybe maybe, maybe Stephen could uh,
2: revise or revise his his uh, his thoughts there on that. Well, I think we can see an example of that in the New yeah. Testament because well. Peter was sent to Cornelius. Cornelius has talked about the things he did in an effort to serve God, yeah. and he wanted to do God's will because when he was told to send for Peter, he did it, yeah. but he didn't have the information presented to him yet so that he could completely do God's will. How about
1: Apollos, Anthony? He yeah. wanted to do God's will. He just was uninformed, uh, and so... Um, so I, just because people aren't uh, accepting the truth doesn't mean that they don't want to do God's will, and that's and that I guess is more cause for concern in our lives because just being sincere and having a desire to do God's will doesn't mean necessarily that you're accepting the truth.
4: Right, you know? I mean, we, we've got a we've got a you know again faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So like in a in a policy case, he hadn't heard. You know, he, he, he didn't know there was any other baptism. Okay. So, okay. right. you know, and that gets back to our our job of teaching others, and and our responsibility as Christians to to teach the words. We've well, we so. got
1: to go fast here. Trusting in others, uh, uh, Stephen goes on. He says, following after the tradition of our fathers, following after the majority. Uh, uh, he references Galatians one verse fourteen, Matthew seven thirteen and fourteen, Exodus twenty three verse two. Following after church leaders, listening to one preacher over another because of a higher level of education. For example, Amos, a farmer, Peter, a fisherman versus Paul, who is very knowledgeable in Judaism. Motivation of the heart. Uh, okay, so that's not, that's the second uh, reason why people don't uh, accept. Trusting others first, trusting in others. Uh, we second, he says, and I agree with that. Motivation of the heart. Desiring worldliness, Matthew six nineteen through 24. Enjoying the passing pleasures of sin, Hebrews eleven twenty five And pride, 1 John 3, verse 16. Uh, as he said before, there are many applications to our approach. Thank you, Steve, for those uh, those thoughts tonight. I, I would agree with all three of those: trusting in self, trusting in others, and motivational heart would be reasons why people don't accept
3: the truth. We still got two more questions to go. We've got to go fast,
1: <laughs> Uh quickly. I, I uh, M- Moni, or Wade, uh, or, or Anthony, or uh, Timothy, or Thomas, uh, in the room tonight. Uh, any reasons that you th- think people don't accept the truth uh, that we haven't talked about so far?
2: Um. We could probably if we sat down and thought about it come up with an endless number of reasons, but I think we've gone through a lot of things that really gives us a good overview of it
1: Anthony have you ever known someone who didn't want to accept the truth because it would mean that they'd have to change for instance the way that they worship uh they didn't they didn't you know i, I don't if if I accept that then that means I've got to worship God differently than i than I like um I'm just not willing to do that
4: right so it's like the their you know their weighing of whether or not that That teaching is true isn't based on well is it what the bible says it's more based on what is the implication to me you know and if i don't like or if the implication seems too far-fetched or too radical then it must not be true so they're kind of applying the wrong measuring stick as to whether something is true and if
3: i can't go and do all the other things with my friends that i've been doing religious stuff with for years and years and and I want to go to the plays and the, the all that stuff, but but now I'm seeing, you know, I can't do that, you know.
4: It must not be. It must not be true because, yeah, you know, I don't like where where the logical conclusion takes me. Right,
1: right, okay, good, all right. Well, lots of reasons why people don't accept the truth. We could talk about this all hour and keep on going. But we've got to move on. Nick in the chat room says the scriptures use the word build or being built. Uh, as a metaphor for the idea we are always, or that we are a work in progress, he uh, references Jude 20, Ephesians 2, 20 through 22. Nick also contributes, uh, Proverbs 14, verse 12, There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And that certainly is a, a cause for concern, so thank you, Nick, for that uh, comment tonight. Uh, we're going to take a break. One more break, then we go to the top of the hour. We need to get to the discussion. We're going to skip the second question about which is the most, uh, the biggest obstacle We're going to go to the third question. What characteristics do we need in our life to make sure that we are being open to the truth? That's another discussion that could go much longer than the time that we have, but we're going to go fast. So don't go anywhere. The Virtual Bible Study will continue right after this.
0: Don't touch that mouse. The Virtual Bible Study will be back right after this.
5: Hello, everyone. I'm Brett Haynes. I'm a member of the College View Church of Christ. A lot of people in the religious world today tell us that as long as our heart is right and we truly love God, we can do whatever we want in our service to Him. They say that what we do doesn't matter because God is only interested in our heart. I believe they have it all wrong. True, God is interested in our hearts, but He's also interested in our actions. One reason why is because our actions describe the true condition of our heart. This is what Jesus taught in Matthew 12, verse 34, when he said, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So I believe that if we are doing whatever we want to in our service and are not serving God exactly like he has asked, then our heart is not right before God. The members of the College View Church of Christ are committed to making sure that both our hearts and our actions are pleasing to God. If you're interested in doing the same, we encourage you to join us for worship this Sunday morning at 9:30 a.m. My name is Cole, and I'm eight years old. My name is Thomas, and I'm seven years old. And our families love to listen to the Bible study.
0: For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6. The virtual Bible study continues. We're back
1: on the program tonight, going to the top of the hour, talking about accepting the truth, why so many fail, and we want to talk now about what we must have in our lives to make sure that we're open and accepting of the truth. Randy in Schwartz Creek, Michigan. Uh, says that Schwartz Creek was a good place to be a few weeks ago, but it's getting worse and worse as time goes on. As the winter rolls down this way, uh, Schwartz Creek is going to take it first. And, uh, well, Anthony, uh, it's good to be not from Schwartz Creek tonight, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, but, you know, it was pretty nice this summer, so you got to pay your rent, I guess, Randy. And, uh, you're, getting, you're getting your pay back now. Uh, number three, what are some characteristics in our lives we must have? to ensure sure we're always open to the truth and willing to accept it uh we need to make sure randy says that we understand there's a standard and that standard is the holy word of god matthew chapter four uh, verse four man shall not live on bread alone but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of god hebrews four verse 12 the word of god is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword uh and he goes on he references first peter chapter one verse 23 we've been born again not of uh, seed which is perishable but imperishable that is through the living and enduring word of god so we got to understand that there is an absolute standard B we must understand that it is not in man to direct his steps. We need Jesus to show us the way he references. Jeremiah 10, verse 23, as we had referenced earlier. Psalm 119, verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. Psalm 19, verse 8, the precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19, so we have the prophetic word made more sure, to which you do well to pay attention, as uh, to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns. And the morning star arises in your heart. So he says, we've got to make sure we understand that we need Jesus to show us the way. We need the Word of God, and see, we need the truth. God's Word is the truth. John seventeen, seventeen, sanctify them in the truth. Your Word is truth. Hebrews four, verse twelve. For the Word of God is a living and active, and is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, and piercing as far as the division of the soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and the intents of the heart uh in James chapter 1 verse 18 the exer- uh the exercise of his will in the exercise of the will he brought us forth by the word of truth so that we would be kind of first fruits among his creatures thank you Randy for your comments and your participation in the program tonight Chris in the UK no I'm sorry Chris in Atlanta uh what are some characteristics that we need in our lives we must have a strong prayer life we must have an open and curious mind willing to question and actively seek answers he says, "Study God's word. Study God's word. Study God's word three times, and that absolutely is true." He says, "Study extra biblical references in books, but keep them in proper perspective." And he says, "Flee materialism." Anthony, what do you think about that?
4: Yeah, I think you know. Again, as we've said, it, if we allow the cares of this world, as in the parable of the sower, or uh, to to cloud our our vision and to you know to to our priorities out of whack then we're certainly going to be less open to the truth all right he says
1: uh, learn to really believe and appreciate that we are only here for a brief time and what really matters is our eternity after leaving this life thank you uh, Chris for those comments Uh, Chris in the UK uh, says we must know Jesus and have a relationship with him in order to know something you need to be a learner or a disciple of Jesus we should not merely be readers of the word but put it into practice we are not to be worldly, but acknowledge that we are not ourselves, but we've been brought with a price, or bought with a price. We cannot have any unconfessed sin in our lives. We need to be discerning as uh, to who we learn from. And appreciate uh, those comments from Chris in the UK. And Jack in uh, Hampshire says, we must not have a proud heart. A proud heart doesn't diligently seek God's word, nor does it accept God's uh, will once it is found. And we must have a contrite heart. We must see our nothingness before God. What are your thoughts about uh, those answers we've had, uh, Monty?
2: Well, I think Jack's answers are talking about not having a pro- proud heart and having a contrite heart, it, a lot of that boils down to humility and the, the humility to recognize that we don't know all the answers and that we need to be searching for the truth in God's word. And I think a lot of, one thing that will help us a lot in our discussing that with people, other people, is that to realize that if we've got a difference of opinion on whatever Bible subject it might be, one of us is for sure wrong, and maybe both of us. I think so often we go about it with the attitude as, I've got the truth, and I'm right, and you're wrong, and I'm gonna, how am I going to beat this into your head so that you can understand? When we really need to go about it with the understanding that for sure one of us is wrong, and it very, very well may be me, but... At least one of us is, maybe both of us is, so let's study the Word and see what does the Bible really say on the subject and then go by what it says. I think that's the humility that Jack is yeah. talking about there, the idea
1: that, well, you know, I could be wrong accepting that fact.
2: Uh, yeah, I
3: really like that. Um, and, and that is probably a, one of the biggest obstacles I think that we all face is to, to be able to sit back and say, um, I, I'm wrong. Nobody likes to say that.
2: Well, whatever opinion we have or understanding we have on a subject, obviously we thought was right or we wouldn't hold that opinion right. or have that understanding. But we've got to be able to admit that at one point I didn't always have that understanding, and so I was wrong before for sure, and I may still be. You and, know, Benny,
3: a, f- a few years ago, uh, Monty and I and a couple other um, fellows, uh, we uh, engaged in a study. What was it, like every Monday, once a month like or oh, something? You know, we did it once a month. and
1: And every every Monday,
3: once a month, (laughs) everyone. So so, anyways, um, we um, we went over a lot of different topics, Mm -hmm. and um, I mean, there's there's sometimes that you know I thought, well, you know, I've got the answer, and and we'd get in the study, and uh, they would bring up things that that you know I would just it would floor me because I you know I never looked at it whether that way or you know, but I think the important thing is, and, and I like what Randy says because Randy. But you know, he he says that he said we've got to have God's word uh, but just having a book in my living room or a book on my desk and saying, Well I've got the Bible. I mean it's sitting out here, you know, everybody come in you can see my, my Bible in my living room. I'm a Christian, you know, it's got a big cross on it. Mm-hmm. That That didn't, that doesn't help me, does it? We we've got to sit down and we've gotta read it. We've got to, and my sister she used to say, When you when you're training your kids Let them see you reading your Bible. Right. I think that's important.
4: All right. Anthony, you had a thought that we ignored. No, I think, I think, you know, a couple of things that have been brought up. Um, you know, the humility is big. I mean, it's sort of the opposite of pride. We talked about pride on the first part of the program, and, and humility is something that we all probably can improve on. Um, you know, we, especially if we've made this point on the program too, especially in our country, in our society, you know, we're a country of rebels and of, of independent people. And and it's kind of in our DNA that, that we do have some stubbornness and, you know, we've, we've got it right. And we don't want to submit and be humble. So I think we all have to work on that. But, uh, um, another comment that was made, if I can, if my brain is still working, um, and it, it's, it's totally left, the left the building. Me. It's <laughs> left the building. All this has left the building. All right. Okay. All right. But
1: yeah. All right. Well, the church at Laodicea had the problem of not uh, being willing to accept the fact that they could be wrong. In uh, Revelation 3, verse 17, but thou sayest, I'm rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I mean, Honey, if you ask them, they
2: say, "Ah, we got it all figured out. And a lot of people have that attitude today. And because of that attitude, they're not able to recognize and accept the truth when it's presented to them. Okay. All right,
1: uh, to find, I guess a good point to wrap up here. Nick in the chat room says, "Of course, Isaiah 55 verses eight, 6 through 9 shows us we must seek God's way, not our own ideas of what pleases God." And Nick says, "If we really want to do the will of God, we will find the truth." John 17 verse 7 or John 7:17. 7, if, if any man willeth to do his will, he shall know of the teaching whether it is of God or whether I speak from myself. It's, that's important to remind ourselves uh, as we conclude that that knowing the truth is not some type of feat that's uh, superhuman, that you, you can't, it's just too hard to understand and know the truth. Jesus said we will know the truth and the truth will make us free. It is possible to do this. Uh, Paul gave us the instruction to be not unwise, but understanding what the will of
2: and if it's a command to understand, then it's within our capabilities.
1: Mm. All right. So, Wade, we can know the truth. We can accept the truth. We've just got to make sure that we're willing to have the characteristics in our lives that we've talked about tonight that make it possible for us to accept the truth. And if we don't, then we'll pay for it in the end. We've got to. It's that, it's that serious. It's a, it is not, uh, this is not just a game. This is, this is serious business. We've got to make sure that we're studying the truth diligently and that we're making sure our lives are ready to accept that truth.
2: Bonnie? I agree. That's what we've got to do. I thought
1: you had some type of uh, no,
2: don't have any profound things to say oh, at well, the moment. Not yet. <laughs> no, no, not, uh, not
1: so far. Okay. Well, uh, the program has uh, been fast, and the hour has gone fast, but uh, some important things for us to, to consider tonight. Appreciate you for joining us, uh, uh, Wade.
4: Thank you for coming
2: tonight. Thanks for having
1: me. Bonnie, thank you for being here. Thank you. And, uh, Anthony, thanks for your comments in the back of the room off the camera tonight.
4: Well, no, no, glad to be here. <laughs> it was
1: a good study. And you've been, uh, you've been coaching uh, uh, somebody here to, to – Get us on the air.
4: Yeah, Timothy's been running the board here tonight and uh, is doing a great job for a for a first timer. So freshman. Yes. Rookie. Yeah, wow. exactly. So maybe we'll have another. You know, recruit some some others here right. to run Good. the board. So we get
1: we get Greg back next week. We'll be back, uh, Lord willing, next week, and so we we'll look forward to that.
4: And um, Timothy or
1: Thomas has been here as well. Thomas, we heard from you as well. Thank you for being here. And uh, thank you guys for uh, for all being here tonight. Thank you for joining us on the other end of the line tonight. We hope you have benefited from our study and discussion of God's Word. We hope you do make plans to be back here this time next week for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And in the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study His inspired Word, the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it.